0: When the choice seems to be to tear down the church or build a wall around it, we aim to walk the narrow road of nuance through the wilderness between the warring factions and try to
1: figure out what it means to love God and people well. Well, we weren't trying to release an episode in September and then not do anything for three months, but here we are. That's right. We,
0: it's, it's been a little silent. Um, yeah, so, so Taylor and I were just talking about... You know, we decided to ramp things up and start bringing on guests and, you know, up our social media presence. And um y'all haven't heard from us since <laughs> since then. So we apologize, first, foremost,
1: for that. We um, did one of the best episodes we that we ever did, and then we used the momentum for nothing. Well, you know, there's kind of that thing, if you can't top it... um so. Maybe it's time to quit. Yeah, we're saying goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, 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 we're not doing that.
0: No, I think, uh, you know, really what we wanted to do is is kind of come on here. And, like, we just didn't apologize sincerely um, because we did. We wanted to, to to really be more vocal and say more and do more. And then we got less vocal and said less and did less. <laughs> and, and it was not by design. Um, a lot of things happened at the end of last year. Um, some good, some bad, you know, uh, obviously there's still crazy stuff going in the world on in the world that affects different things. But I think what we wanted to do was just kind of hit record and talk through that and let y'all know what's been going on. Um, at least in some ways, you know, I, I think we've been vocal up front in other episodes, but I know y'all don't know us and don't know, care to know necessarily every aspect of our lives, but, um, we thought it'd be good to hit record and just talk a little bit about some of that.
1: I want to know every aspect of your life everything yeah let's go What size shoe do you wear 11 ah oh, see I'm I'm only a 10
0: <laughs> oh yeah see and even that's a variable right because it depends on the brand you yeah. know
1: yeah that's true 10's what I shoot for most of the time nobody cares about that but here we are no
0: I don't know I don't know where we went <laughs> they wanted but... it they
1: didn't they didn't want it
0: <laughs> so to those who have
1: not already quit listening um oh <laughs> uh, Well, like for me, um, it wasn't any one thing. And I think there were, we were, we had started having a conversation about art made by people of faith and how art kind of um, helps to shape the Christian experience and our walk with Christ and all those things, and how scripture itself is art and contains a lot of different kinds of art within it. And that, uh, as we talked about with Josh Porter in the first episode of this season, that God apparently wants us to relate to him through art pretty strongly Hmm. and we were all gung-ho and we had a whole list of people that we wanted to reach out to some of whom we did and you know we got some we got some no's we got some yes but not yet we got some non-replies and but (laughs) even apart from that just i'm not going to speak for ryan but um just a whole lot happened in the last Mm -hmm. three months and um I don't know that I don't know that either of us was in the headspace to have a whole lot to contribute to a conversation that included other people, but um, I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm on the other side of all of those things. But I'm I'm ready to contribute again because if the these conversations that Ryan and I have are helpful to me, whether the mics are on or not, mm-hmm. and that's why we push the record button in the first place, in the hopes that. Um, that it might be helpful to some of you. And I've also been around long enough to know that not everybody has a space to have these kinds of conversations and sometimes have trouble uh, putting their thoughts into words. And I have found it helpful when other people do that and help me think through things. So I think as, as I have made sense of some of the things in my personal life and made some progress, and I feel like I have more to give now. Not that I know things that other people don't know. It's just that if... um I think I'm back in a spot where I'm I'm ready to be used in this way and ready to be helpful insofar as I can be. Yeah. Well, and that's a good way to
0: point it or to put it. It's not so much that you come out on the other side, but you get to a point where you're like, okay, well now I know what to expect and I know what it's been like trying to get through this time, no matter how trying without this, and I know it's worth trying to put it back in um, to have those conversations because there's benefit there, so. So what what has been going on with you that you want to share or don't want to share? Or
1: <laughs> well, I switched jobs, and uh, that can and can't be a big deal. And it's, it's not that we're interested in, in you having to listen to the minutia of our lives. But um, it's significant for me in that kind of towards the end of last year, I had to start asking myself questions about, well, what's— and this this was prompted by some conversations i had with some other people i care about but what in your life is non-negotiable and you you answer that question first like what are the things that that are in my life that i don't have a choice about and then you know so like family like you, i i have a wife i have a daughter they're not going anywhere <laughs> god willing and you know i have i have a house where i live Wh- whatever those non-negotiables are for you a career or calling might have to do with it um location where you live but it's, it's a good thing to kind of stop and take stock of what what are the things in my life that are, are fixtures and then mm-hmm. after you ask that well you put everything in this pile of the, this is a non-negotiable this is here to stay everything else is kind of up for grabs or um, up for review, I guess, would be a better way to put it. And then it, of the things in the up for review bucket, then the question comes of what is sustainable? So what are the mm-hmm. things in my life that are that are not non-negotiable that doing things the way that I'm doing them now, I'm not going to be able to sustain? And those, that was a really, uh, dare I use the phrase, it was really life-giving to me ultimately to go through that process because – you begin to assess what is it that you actually want? What does God actually want from you? What makes you who you are? Um, And what are the things in your life that are keeping you from being the kind of person that God wants you to be? What are you pursuing? What are you allowing? Um, And and so I've, I've spent the last year, really, trying to find good answers to those questions for stuff in my own life. And, and again, not that I'm on the other side of that process, but I'm, I'm beginning to get clarity on some of that stuff. And to the point that some of the people that are closest to me have noticed and said, "We, we can really tell a difference in like you a few months ago, you know, eight, nine months ago versus now. And, um, that's led to me to make some changes in my life. Employment was one of them. I, um, Realized that I was spending a lot of my time doing stuff I didn't want to do, that it was consuming all my attention and that I was having less of and less of myself available for the people that I care about. And that's just not the kind of person I want to be. It's Mm -hmm. not the kind of life I want to live. And so if you're, if we're not careful, especially those of us who operate in kind of the business world, which is highly results driven, highly ambition driven, and that can infect you if you're not careful. And it's all about, you know, Chase the dream and all this kind of stuff, and yep. that there's nothing wrong with that per se until it becomes a non-negotiable for you. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it I, I kind of had to come to the decision that no, if it means I have to compromise who I am and that the the good things that are a part of me that other people around me benefit from, that they won't have access to that, that's not something I, I need to continue doing. And yeah. so, as I have weeded things out and refocused and uh you, you perhaps can hear my dog I, I don't know <laughs> uh, that that has meant that I'm slowly kind of limping back towards a headspace where I would have something to give to people, and you know it took a few months really for me to on, on my side of things to to be in a spot where I felt like I could turn the mic back on as it were, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and man, you mentioned a, a couple interesting things there. I think there's things that are non-negotiable. Then there's things that we've just made non-negotiable for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's complacency, you know? Um, I know this, so I'm just going to let it be. And and then, then the other thing you mentioned, of course, was just kind of the mindset of uh, chasing the dream. And and I, I've just gone probably back and forth on my end, you know, where uh, – that when I got out of college, it was very much, I'm going to chase the dream, do these things. And then, then you get to a point where it's like, well, Hey, am I supposed to care about these things? And do I, uh, I know I've mentioned, y'all haven't heard it since, you know, September at least, but I know I've mentioned the class I took at some point that really kind of refocused and made it less about my purpose and more about God's purpose. And after going through that, I kind of had this tendency to not really want to care about, about work. Um, you know, and, and well, I'm not supposed to, so I'm not going to and thinking I'm doing something noble in that point. But it's like, OK, well, then what am I reflecting? You know, um, and, and I was in a similar place where I was hired to do certain things with the job I was in. I, I just recently made a, a job change to um, like Taylor. But I, I realized I was spending a lot of time doing things uh, that that really were not my skill set that I really was not that great at. Uh you know i I'm, I'm more of a creative type so i'm not the most organized type um <laughs> i you know i think that's typically there there's those unicorns out there who are both but i uh i'm not and i i got involved in things you know with work just because of the the pandemic and different things my my role had changed some and i was not focused completely on what i was hired to do but you know partially and then the bulk of my time was spent doing these things that just were really uh <laughs> Not life giving. Um, <laughs> And so there's that thing of, you know, you mentioned being in a place where you can give yourself more to people. I, I was, I think I had the time to give, but by the time I, I, after having spent so much time doing these things that just drained me, the quality of the time I was getting to spend with people uh, was less than. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really was this point of like, yeah, I can keep doing this. And, and by all means, you know, people may look at me like I'm crazy for making a switch, even, but. I want to do something that, that I'm passionate about and that I'm good at and that I can help grow. In. And, and so that's what I'm doing now. And, you know, a little over a month in or about a month in it, it's, it's crazy the difference. Um, and it's not that, Oh, well now I'm back to chasing this dream, right? I'm trying to land somewhere in the middle where I'm not chasing this dream. I'm not trying to build a name for myself. Cause what good is that? Right. We're, we're supposed to be here to build a name for, to let God's name be known, not our own. So I'm not trying to fall there, but I also don't want to be in this point where I'm just, um, comfortable with where I'm at because I get a paycheck, right? Like I want to be passionate about the things that God has
1: skilled me to do. I think there's a difference in chasing the dream, chasing the idol, let's call it, yeah. and chasing excellence. And I think that those who follow Christ should be chasing excellence in everything that we do. I mean, that and that's in scripture, do everything as though you were working for God, not for people. And that, that doesn't mean that, um, Everything you do has to be a masterpiece necessarily. It's just that, what are you shooting for? Yeah. And shooting for six figures because you want to have six figures is a bad idea. That's an idol. Shooting for six figures so that you can give a bunch of it away (laughs) or so that you can invest in things or or so that you can be generous with people. That's a different, like that. that's chasing a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, I think for, I, I don't want to speak for you, but, um, God will often lead you into uncomfortable, difficult, miserable situations <laughs> yeah. because w- you have the spirit of God in the mind of Christ and you are his represent. We, we are his representatives on the earth. We are supposed to show people what he is like and live under his rule no matter where we are and bring his rule and his presence into those dark places. Um, and the, there's a, I've heard some strains of theology that basically like if things aren't working, that means God. Want you to go do something else. And we've kind of uh, bastardized that, if I can use that yeah. word, I- and turned it into, well, if things are hard, that means God's will is not in it. Well, that's pretty, that's crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be- because a lot of the time, the only good that may be in a terrible situation is that there is a son or daughter of God who's present there. Mm-hmm. And so just because things get hard or you're not happy or not even fulfilled is not a sign that you should move on. And in my case, it was much more about not that it was hard because like bring on things being difficult. Like that's (laughs) that's what we're here to make sense of, you know. But if it's difficult without a purpose, that's what I think should get our attention. And what got my attention was one people that that love me saying, you know, you you don't seem like yourself. You don't seem like you're enjoying things. You don't seem like you, you just don't seem like you anymore. And I think that should get all of our attention when people do that. Now, (laughs) if you're like me, the first thing I get is resentful. Like, what do you, what what do you mean? What do you mean? But, um, for me, it wasn't that, Oh, things are hard. I don't want to do this anymore. It was, well, I don't want to do this anymore, but also can I, is this sustainable? Can I do this and yet be myself? Yeah. And I had to admit that the answer was no, not not in this season of life. There are things that are more important for me to invest in than this thing that's sitting in front of me. And the people who are suffering the most are the people that I care about from mm-hmm. my, you know, continuing. If I continue to try and sustain this thing, I will lose myself in the process. And what, what does that profit me if I gain all that, but I lose my soul, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that... That's That situation and those questions are going to be and look different for everybody because I've also known people who have been in impossible situations for years on end because that's where God wanted them to be. And, yeah. you know, it, it's just, uh, as we've said before, there's no substitute for listening to the Spirit. And I'm no poster child for it. But yeah. I think in this instance there were – not I think I know – there were several clear indicators that, okay, it, it's time for the next thing. It's time for a new season. Yeah. Well, and, and what's the verse that talks about that we're supposed to be comfortable?
0: <laughs> it's in First Hezekiah, <laughs> chapter 3. I mean, I, I think there's a, a big distinguishment. I mean, the Bible tells us to have peace, but it's a peace that surpasses understanding, right? Mm-hmm. It's a peace that really doesn't make sense um, because things are crazy, I think. And, and it tells us to be still, not because everything around us is, but because God tells us to, right? And it's not about us. It's about Him, and, and He's going to do what what makes Him great, Um and so I think that's it, you know, I think that's what we've got to acknowledge and be okay with and understand that's not about us. Um, and then there's this point of, okay, it's not about me. Now, what am I supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, in keeping with that? And, and man, what you said, it, it resonated. Can I use that word? It just resonated with me a lot. I feel like I'm trying to be real, uh, reflective there, but what, what you said about not being able to be what God created you to be because of the, the environment you're around or what God wants you to be. you know. Now, again, not that he wants you to chase some dream, but he's giving you giftings and skills that will, when used correctly or the right things, reflect who he is. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in a position where you, you are willing to use those or can or want to because you're just constantly drained, yeah,
1: maybe we should ask some questions. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not where I'm supposed to be. And the answer may be, stay where you are. But if yeah. you're not in tune, if you're not allowing God, like the more than once in my life, a spot I've had to land with God is, if you want me to do that, I will. I really don't want to, but yeah. I, I have to be willing to say, all right, if you want to upset my apple cart, you know better than I do. Easier to say that than to actually do it. But there have been a few times, and sometimes it's like, okay, I got it. We, we got to move on to something else. And then other times you get the sense that, no, this was this was for me to assess the condition of your heart and Mm -hmm. for you to have that experience of being willing for God to move you wherever he needs you to be. And that's more about shaping you as a person than a particular task he wants you to do, regardless of what the outcome is. Sure. And and understanding that, again, it's not just
0: all about us, right? There's different things that may have to fall in place. Uh, I know I've told the story on other episodes of of the church we were involved in and coming to the point where I was like, hey, we're, Thank God wants us somewhere else. And then it was probably, I mean, it was years later when it was finally, okay, well, now we're being disobedient. Like, yes, I can yeah. tell we were supposed to be here. And now it was almost like a switch. Like on this day, I realize I'm disobedient by staying here. Same thing with, with this job. I mean, there's, as my wife and I talked through kind of the different things and the scenarios, like there was a point years ago where it was like, man, I see I'm slowly getting pulled away from, from what I really am passionate about um but then there's things that happen that keep you there right like there was this this training opportunity that was really really good so I stayed and I did this and um i think i was supposed to go through that time of a couple of years where you know it wasn't the greatest you know and i say that it was a great job great place i'd, I'd probably go work from again one day maybe i don't know but but just the, that's the whole scenario surrounding it and what i was doing and spending my time doing was not where god wanted me and then and in the matter of, well, I mean, I talked with you through it. In the matter of no time, it was like, hey, there, here's this thing, um, you know, toward the end of that. But we talked often about there being these moments where I didn't feel like I was able to do um, things I'm passionate
1: about. Mm-hmm. So, and, and let's be clear about this, too. You, you can fool yourself with your passions because sure. you have so much of your wants wrapped up in that. I say Mm -hmm. you, I mean, we, we can fool ourselves. What are you saying, Taylor? Yeah. (laughs) You heard me. (laughs) No, I just mean, we're, we, if we're good at anything, we, it's lying to ourselves. As I have learned about myself in the past year that you can much like a, much like the body, if it sustains an industry, an injury, will learn how to cope. Like if you break your leg, your body will heal in such a way that allows you to walk. It won't work exactly the same way potentially or if you like uh, i used to i used to see a chiropractor and and he would tell me that you know when you have some kind of injury thing where a bone is out of whack or you know you have a there's something there that could be fixed through a chiropractic adjustment your body will adapt and so Mm -hmm. you have people walking around who's you know Uh, whose shoulders are five degrees off where they're supposed to be and they don't know it because they've adapted to it. And Mm -hmm. our wants and our passions can be like that if we're not careful in that you know, if you define your fulfillment by how close you are to the picture you have in your head of what you want to be doing, then you can miss what um, the fulfillment God has for you because on paper, it may not match up to this list of things that you've created in your head. That's something I have to be careful about for sure because... um, there's a fine line between those deep pools of joy that you have access to through pursuing things that you truly deeply love Mm -hmm. and building an idol out of them and worshiping that and calling it fulfillment. Yeah. And that's especially for creative people who do uh, their create, who create things for, for work, you know, Mm -hmm. create vocational creation. That's a difficult line to walk
0: Yeah. The um the guy who taught the class I, I'm i ba- I'm helping with that class. We've started a new semester and the guy who taught it last night um made the comment and I know I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this because I know some of our listeners are involved in this, but he he used to be big into CrossFit and um he said he's since repented. But <laughs> <laughs> but he he said, you know, you all know the guy who who's the CrossFit guy, right? And you know that's his passion. He said, and again, I say this because I was this guy. But that's all I talked about, and mm-hmm. all I talked about was my my new PRs, my records, and, and my you know my new exercises and this and that. And he said, and everything I, you know, ate, drank, and slept was CrossFit. Um, did I intend for it to be my idol? No, but did it become it? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he yeah. said, and, and that's what we've got to realize. Like we are going to look like the things that we pour our time into. And he said, there's a point where, where I had to realize, why don't I look more like Jesus?
1: Mm. I remember you know? a time in my life um, where I was playing music a lot more, obviously, than I am now. This was years and years ago. And uh, I remember somebody coming to me and saying, you know, there was somebody who cared deeply about me and had the right to say this to me, but they said, you know, seems like you're spending an awful lot of time on this band thing. And not a lot of time on your relationship with the Lord. Eh. And, it, and it, even though it was a, quote, Christian band, which we'll, we'll have to talk about that at some point. <laughs> but, like, you know, it was explicitly, quote, Christian lyrics. We were trying to, we had a stated goal of wanting to minister, impact, influence, whatever you want to call it, people through music and playing shows and all that. But I had so neglected the whole point of the whole thing and was just focusing on the thing. Yeah. That somebody who was clued into who I was as a person was like, you know, I think you've got these things out of whack here. And, you know, music was my first love as far as creative stuff goes, you know, ever since yeah. I was a little kid. And and so even those things that I think God allows or even puts in us, perhaps, can still be twisted and end up pointed the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. It's what are you
0: using it for? Are you using it as something you're given to reflect him or using it as something that's going to make you big? Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, or even like, for me, it was less about, I want, you know, I want this to be big. It was more about all my energy and attention is going to this thing yeah. and w- what it needs versus, you know, am I being a good, I don't remember how old I was at that time. Am I being a good son or husband or father or whatever? Uh, I don't know that I was, anyway, uh, And it's really the same question at any stage of life. It's the same question that you and I had to answer in the last few months, really, is, you know, am I am I committed to this thing or or am I focusing on the stuff I need to be focusing on? Like and and here's the other thing. Uh, Very easily, if you're stuck in a spot that you don't like and you're not getting the things that you're passionate about, you can fool yourself into going to the wrong place after that, or making a decision, trying to get closer to those things rather than listening to God and letting mm-hmm. him bring them to you. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's, it's it's back to that
0: God's timing thing, right? I mean, I think very much leaving the job I was at for this new one and, and then the, the church was God's timing, you know? I was supposed to be there for a little longer, be it for me to figure things out or for— all the other pieces that had to come together for you know me to go somewhere else um, to come together, but I think again, it's ha- how in tune am I to what God's doing? If I'm not spending time in the Word, if I'm not praying regularly, and, and I even hate to say regularly, because the, the guy last night too, and he, he kept he he harped on prayer and it got me, um, he got me real bad because you know he talks about you know the Bible talks pray pray without ceasing. And more often than not, we're, we're praying at night before we go to bed or something, you mm-hmm. know, if that, um, or it's relegated to Sunday morning when we're around our, our you know, small group or something, or our church or, and, and he, he told the story, eh, I'm going on the side here, but he told a story about listening to a guy who was talking about all these things God was doing, um, just by, by praying and being around. And, and he was like, man, I, I don't want to just hear your stories. Like, I want to be a part of that. And the guy just looked at, him, he's like, uh how's your prayer life you know <laughs> are, are you praying for it he's like no and then he challenged him like dude spend spend the first hour of your day praying every day for 30 days and and see what happens um and and this guy you know he's like day 16 or 13 i was midway through his brother who was a was a pretty rough guy calls him telling him the story about how he just got scared and like with where he was at at this cabin he was staying at and ran out and like met Jesus on the road, like something that just should have never happened and <laughs> would have been impossible. And and he's like, you know, I, I'd hear stories like that, and it's kind of like, eh. But then when you really do pray for God to do something big and spend your time focusing, um, it's
1: evident, you know. Well, and focusing as defined by listening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I think what one of the things God is after is to develop good listeners, not just to himself but to each other, the bear one another's burdens kind of thing. And listening is not a passive activity. Hearing kind of is, but when you're when you're engaged to what somebody else is saying, be it God or whomever, uh, that that's an active posture because you're ready to hear what you need to do. Yeah. It's like when you're trying to tell your kids something, they're like, Yeah, I heard you. It's like, no,
0: I know you heard me. Mhm.
1: But, but are you listening? Yeah. Are, are you really understanding? So uh, Deuteronomy six has what's called the Great Shema, "Hear, o Israel, the Lord mm-hmm. our God, the Lord is one." And that word here in Hebrew is Shema, and there's kind of three connotations to it. The first is here, as in that, there, like there's a sound that I hear. Yeah. The other is listen, which is stop what you're doing and direct your attention to this thing. So you might hear a noise, like a loud, like a train. Suddenly goes off, but like, you're not going to mm-hmm. pay attention to it. You know it's a train. It's different if like, I heard a mountain lion. I'm going to look over and see what that's about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the third component is respond. So it's not enough to just hear something. It's not enough to just pay attention to it. But then you actually have to respond to it. And mm. I think those are like uh, the way that God calls his people to prayer, if you like, in that I want you to hear. I want you to get to where you can hear my voice because my sheep know it. I want you to pay attention when I talk to you. And then I want you to respond to what I've said to you. Like it it doesn't, it it isn't enough to do one of those things. They're all three there. I think that definitely applies to the stuff that we've been talking about because we could, and for me did at times miss one of those along the way. Like you might, Mm -hmm. he might have your attention, but you might not do anything about it. You might hear him, but you might not, you know, pay attention. Or you might respond, but you might do the wrong thing. <laughs> so uh I, I don't I don't know how how's that land on you?
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I th- I think we're supposed to be attentive to God in the way that when we hear something clearly, like it it demands something to be done, you know? Um, be it we fall on our face and praise to him, or be it that we um realize that that everything we're doing and caring about is wrong you know or for us or um in search of something that i'm not supposed to be searching for and and unless you're putting yourself in that position it can't happen and 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 him talking about the last night like it did it 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 made me it kind of slapped me in the face you know because i'm like man praying for an hour every morning like what does that even look like Hmm. like what what you know what i mean like getting in that space um
1: but it's like i know that's Important, probably is what I should be doing. Um, well, and the the idea of praying without ceasing, I think, hinges on what your definition of prayer is and yeah. what <laughs> what you grew up thinking that it meant. And I think it is more about listening than mm-hmm. anything. And I know that it may be uncomfortable, the idea that God still speaks in some way to people, but like, I don't know what we're doing if God doesn't speak to us anymore, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah. that just throughout the day it, it isn't that you're talking the whole time, it's that you're listening the whole time.
0: Yeah, well be, being that that in tune with what God's doing, you know, I think a similar sentiment I've kind of come to understanding of with, with that word about in my heart, like, mm-hmm. does that mean I can quickly tell you every verse in the Bible and it's referencing? Well, no I, I don't believe so. I think it's more referencing to the fact that you, you know God's word and have it in your heart in a way that you can use it against, against evil, against temptation, against things. Um, now that's not a reason to gloss over the whole thing and just barely read it or to to read it out of context. Right. But, um, it's, it's using it in a, in the way it's meant to, you know, letting it be that big of a part of you that the natural thing is for that to outflow of you. And I think our prayer life should be in that way. Um, so I'm with you. I don't think it means, Oh, I'm just going to, sit down in this room all day and just pray every day. Now that said, am I ever sitting down in a room away from everything and allowing myself to truly be in communication with God? Um, yeah,
1: I think that's a, a part of it. So this is Psalm 38 um, and this is verse 9. Uh, all my longings lie open before you Lord. All my sighs are not hidden from you. And the, that's one that's been a great comfort to me le- lately because the the first bit of it, um, and I read it in a different translation than what I originally heard it in, but uh, I think the original wording was all my longings are laid out before you. So the longings are those things that you, like the passion stuff, not not the misdirected scratch this itch I have, but like the things at your core that really matter to you that you want to see as part of your life that you really value, those those deep wells of joy, if you will, those things you long for. We all long for relationships where the love is unconditional and reciprocal. Deep work and deep rest. Work that matters and makes a difference and makes people's lives better. Um, Whether that's in an office or a hospital or, you know, driving a tow truck or whatever. But that, that kind of wholly mundane thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, being able to like be creatively fulfilled as creators under the great creator, you know, for people like us. And so those are the things that you long for uh, restoration of relationships, peace, all, all those kind of intangible things. But then the, the second bit, none of my sighs are hidden from you. The idea that the sighs are the things that are keeping the longings from being fulfilled is kind of yeah. the way that it, formed in my mind and that, well, but I have broken relationships and, you know, I'm in a job that is not fulfilling for whatever reason, or I don't feel peace. I feel conflict and I don't know what to do about it. Or I'm creatively unfulfilled because I don't have an outlet. You know, those are the things that for me, like literally, (sighs) Those are the things I sigh about, you know, and the idea that as an artist lays tools out on a table, those things are spread out before God and he can see them and that you can trust him with all of those and that Mm -hmm. he is the kind of father who knows what you long for and is working to add it to you, the things that you need and that he's not unaware of any of the stuff that's keeping you from that. And he's working on that too. So that's been a great comfort to me lately.
0: Well, and and I needed to hear that because I think that it's, it's easy <clears throat> that are not hit from you part. My sides are not hit from you. It's very easy to kind of have the mindset of, well, God knows what what I'm going through, and and sure, right? He's he's all knowing, but Something am I to willing feel to it, be though. honest about it? Yeah, and am I willing to like just emotionally lay it out in front of him? Not for the sake of being emotionable, but but for the sake of being honest about? Did I just make up? What did I say? Emotionable? I don't know. <laughs> but not for the sake of being. Not for the sake of being emotional, but for the sake of just laying it out there and saying like, God, this is where I'm at. And and it is so easy to want to hide those things so that we appear, you know, again, back to appearances or trying to make something look for ourselves, So we appear a certain way, but man, it's another to just fall on your face because you have no answers. And does God know that? Absolutely. But, but I think there's a point where it's good for us to
1: come to terms with that our, on our own, mm. you know? There's an album I've mentioned a couple of times uh, it's by a band called Gable Price and Friends. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Fractioned Heart. And there are two or three songs on there that have uh, so wrecked me, <laughs> but but also in the same way that that piece of scripture, they've been lenses through which I've been able to view myself in my life and find the heart of God at work. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm not necessarily an emotionally demonstrative guy like I'm friendly but but that that's one thing that I've kind of had to work on that there are certain spaces where you need to be able to be honest with yourself about what you're feeling and the people Mm -hmm. you care about about like man this happened and it just really sucks and I hate it or man this happened and it was great I'm really happy and I want to tell you about it and uh the folks that you love and that love you that they need to have access to the whole you the real you and part of it is you being in tune with those things and allowing God in and to have those moments with him. Yeah. And um, part of that is being willing to admit those things that you just said. And so that, that album for me was, was a lens to be able to see those things happening and be able to be honest with myself about, Hey, this is happening. This is where it has me, but it's okay. Cause I'm not alone here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes it takes someone else or, or something else be at music or,
0: or whatever to help us realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can relate to that. We said a lot for just gonna jump on and explain why we've been missing for <laughs> you know a little bit. But um yeah. All that to say, we've had a lot going on and wrestling with things. You know, nothing like um, I don't know, I, I hate to say nothing crazy. I mean it, it's it's just been been different. You know, and a lot going on, a lot keeping us busy and vying for our time and attention, and you know, when this was already something we were having to make happen, um, that that makes it harder to make happen mm-hmm. uh, when when you don't have the time. And um, so we wanted to jump on, explain that. I know Taylor, you, you, we need to be wrapping up for you, but I know we're both kind of in the place where where we. <laughs> It's not that it'll be easy at this point forward, but we see the value and we want to keep conversations going and be it us or guests or whoever.
1: Um, And there's definitely stuff we want to do and people we want to talk to. But if we learned anything over the past few months of trying to make (laughs) things happen, it's like, don't don't get too attached to your plans because God's going to throw a rock at them (laughs) or or life is going to throw a rock at them. And you have to be willing to roll with it and to let it be what it's going to be and to put your energy where it's most needed. Yeah, absolutely. And all that to say, we'd love y'all's prayers
0: (laughs) during this time as we're trying to figure things out and, um, and make this happen. You know, we would, we would greatly appreciate that. And just hearing where y'all are at, you know, we've, we've shared before, um, you can reach out to us through our, our less than active Facebook page that we've got now. Ah, We're Uh working on it. (laughs) we're working on it so reach out to us let us know if if you're going through some more things and and even how we can pray for you all Um, I think you know that's something we'd, we'd want to do as well
1: most definitely